According to the United Nations, the current pandemic has inflicted the greatest labor crisis since the Great Repression 100 years ago, with working hours to the equivalent of 255 million jobs lost in 2020. The hotel industry has been one of the hardest sectors and many people are facing prolonged and increasingly desperate circumstances. This episode is dedicated to all of you. Early in the pandemic, Patrick Wimble, founder at Lightbulb Consulting in the UK, teamed up with a company called The Growth Works to provide mentoring to revenue and commercial specialists in search of a job. I invited Patrick to hear about his efforts, what advice he has been providing, and how his mentees have turned adversity into opportunity. If you're looking for a job, make sure you check out the links to resources we posted in the description of this episode. Enjoy this episode of Unconstrained Conversations. All right, episode uh, whatever. I don't even know what episode this is, but it must be around uh, 37 or something um, of the Unconstrained Conversation. We are in mid-January, and I'm sitting here in cold Minneapolis, and uh, my good friend Patrick Wimble, who is the uh, principal and founder of Light Bulb Consulting, is sitting over in, uh, I guess, a little bit warmer UK. So I'm very happy to have Patrick back. Patrick, uh, Patrick and I had a, a, an unconstrained video conversation a few years back, uh, uh, which was very interesting. Um, I've known Patrick for many, many years, and it's always a great, great energy, um, very creative and um, very quick mind. So I'm looking forward to this conversation with Patrick. Welcome, Patrick. Thanks, Klaus. Great to uh, chat to you. Yeah, we're in a we're in a slightly soggy um, uh, just outside London, uh, b- born in Beaconsfield way. So yeah, I think I'm I- I'll take Minneapolis with actually more more likely. Well, maybe 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 a typical London winter day, I guess, right? Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So Patrick, what what I wanted to talk to you about? I know you're you're very committed to the revenue management community, and um, as we all know, hospitality has suffered as one of the the hardest over the last twelve months. Um, you have started an interesting conversation with the revenue management community over the last few months. Um, you've provided some mentoring, um, some guidance and um, uh, to the revenue managers, and uh, you have uh, pull, put a little group together, and I, uh, you can tell us more about that, that talks about how revenue managers are, you know, the professional growth of revenue managers and their needs and wants and how they become just better in their professional life. So tell us more about that and then tell us what you're hearing and what you're telling them. Yeah, so um, the group that we kind of put together, I kind of, there's kind of two elements to it. I kind of, beginning of the pandemic in lockdown one, I'm not sure which lockdown we're on at the moment in the UK, but with lockdown kind of one, we were, I was kind of, you know, left with a lot of time in my hands and actually kind of going, well, there's a lot of people who are just starting out in this business and are absolutely anxious. They've either, you know, they're either trying to enter into the business, into the hotel world or trying to get into revenue management roles or seeing those roles just disappear. And as we went through the first part of that pandemic last year, we saw these roles just disappearing and continuing to disappear from small brands, large brands, independents, you name it, those roles were um we're, uh, we're disappearing. And I thought, well, is, is there a way that we can kind of give some voice to this anxiety, some voice to some kind of, um, to some, you know, to, to help people out a little bit more? Um, and at the same time, James Lemon at the Growth Works, who I've known also for many years, kind of said, well, I want to start a mentoring program. So he, he and I sort of started, started to kicked it off, started talking, talking about it. It's very much run by him, the Growth Works. It's a, it's a great platform at the moment. But 
one one thing we're seeing with the, a lot of the revenue managers and what they're really struggling with is real anxiety class. They're really getting to the point now where they're going, well, hang on, I, you know, I lost my job in the middle of last year. Nothing is really happening right now, uh, now. I'm not really seeing many other positions coming up. And when I am seeing those positions coming up, coming up, you know, I'm not one of 10 people who is now potentially applying for a role or even being headhunted for it. I'm one of 40, 50, even more in some cases, who are applying for that role. So there's real anxiety around that. So a lot of the mentoring that we try and do is try and bring those levels of anxiety down and then get them thinking in a way that really helps them kind of be a bit more proactive about their job search and really, you know, focus on the job that they have now, which really is searching for that next great job for themselves. Right. And that's the ones who have got who haven't got jobs. And then the ones who are in the roles or luckily enough to sort of stay in it. Kind of what do they need to focus on? What can they do to broaden their skills, broaden their their knowledge to make sure that they're um, as relevant as they can be as as we come out of this pandemic. So that's kind of broadly what we're focusing on. So I'm not sure how much detail you want to go in there. We can we can spend a lot of time talking about it, but that, that's broadly what I'm kind of focusing on. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that thought that you just brought up. That your job is to find a job. So that's what you you need to approach it in the same way as if if you if you would have a job. Obviously, I'm sure there's lots of people very, very very devastated and getting as you said very very anxious and, and to some extent hopefully not too desperate about finding something else. So so do you have any concrete examples about, I'm sure we have lots of people listening in that are in that situation. Um, and I know they can, we'll, we'll put the link there to GrowthWorks and the mentor program when we publish the, pod, the podcast. But what, what are some of the concrete examples that you give them? Um, or, or what are some of the success stories that you've heard who've said, okay, this has worked really well. Uh, I guess one of the challenges is also how do you set yourself apart, right? As you're competing with many, many other people that are in exactly the same situation as you. Yeah, and that's exactly it, Tos, is how do you set yourself apart? So there's a mm-hmm. number of different ways you can do that. But, you know, I think there's an education piece on how we can educate ourselves. And, I, you know, I don't want to be that same kind of podcast or thing that says, you know, do something proactive and, you know, and sort of uh, widen, your, widen your skill set. And we've all heard that, but actually it's really, uh, it's really true, right? So... One thing I often find is when I when I engage with people or they come to me and they say, hey, have you heard of any jobs, et cetera, I sort of say, okay, well, what are you looking for? And they're not specific enough around what they're looking for, right? And then when they are specific, it's they're not willing to look at anything else. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when you're looking at something, when, you, when you're when sort of starting out looking at um, uh, roles, yeah, it's good to have a clear idea of what you're looking for, but also be creative about that. So, um, for example, if you are, you know what, I am a revenue leader and I only do five star in Asia. Well, great. But if that's what you want to do, then your pot has just got smaller. If you suddenly say, I'm open to looking at broader chains, you know, the, the sort of the budget chains and those kind of those kind of um, uh, brands, they can teach you a heck of a lot about revenue management also from a, on, a, on a big scale that you don't necessarily get from just working in five star. On the flip side, there's other opportunities around getting um, revenue management uh, roles in kind of different organizations, looking at software startups, um, using your transferable skills to kind of do it and looking at different things. You know, startups are a great way to do it. Nonprofits are a great way to do it. Look at volunteering some of your um, your expertise. If you are a great revenue manager, then, you know, hey, you know, mentor program needs people like you, too. But. There are other ways to kind of volunteer, get in there and get and 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 show the skills or demonstrate the skills that you could possibly have. 
You know, one one that one that just jumps out. Literally, I think I had a conversation with him earlier, a couple of well, about a month or so ago, and he was looking for a role, etc. He's now managed to find a role. He's an ex um, big brand uh, revenue per, revenue leader. Has now found a job as a revenue leader or pricing uh, a pricing uh, director for an engineering firm. Mm-hmm. Now. You know, that's not something that, you know, we. I said, oh, you should go and look for an engineering firm. But what it did do is he kind of broadened his outlook, broadened his possibilities. And that could be either a totally new a direction that he wants to take himself in or actually just gives him some other skill set that if he does want to come back into the hospitality world in the next couple of years, that gives him some broad, a, a, a broader range of, of uh, experience. So I really always encourage that. And that and that getting out there and and learning and applying yourself um one of the uh, one of the, the guys i was mentoring uh said to me um yeah but you know i don't want to just i don't want to just people to think that I've, I've just been sitting on my couch watching netflix for the last six months i said well actually what have you been doing and he said well i've been doing that and he's actually he's done it he's taken himself through three different courses and mm-hmm. he's how to put those on his on his cv and i said well why don't you just you know call the job description not sitting on your butt Watching Netflix for six months, and he was totally averse to it. He was like, "No, no, 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 no. I couldn't possibly do that." I said, "Well, why not? You know, it's going to get your CV read. It's going to get your CV read, and you're going to get people thinking about you in a slightly different way, and they're going to want to know what kind of guy is not sitting on their butt just watching Netflix." And he listed what he did below mm-hmm. that courses that he did that Cornell course here and so on and so on and he could talk about that it become but it becomes a talking mm. point and you've now risen above all the other 40 or 50 other applicants for that particular role and you've got a human to look at your CV as opposed to a machine that potentially would just would, would, would have flipped you out so actually yeah, well, I want to come back I want to come back to that point a little bit later but but ultimately what people should think about or how they should think about it are you a hotel revenue manager or hotel revenue leader? Or are you a very analytical driven person that loves numbers, knows how to play with Excel, is probably to a higher degree, has a higher degree of sophistication to to pull analytics together and interpret data and tell a data story than than, than a lot of other people. And how do you not see yourselves as a person that is a hotel revenue leader, but is a analytically driven person? And how can you apply that to any industry, not just not just hotel revenue management. Don't just look at hotels. Look at a lot of other, you know, uh, manufacturers, engineering companies. Lots of lots of industries out there that are looking and are employing pricing leaders. And many of those industries have not suffered at all, or much less than the hotel industry. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's a really good point, Klaus. And actually, it reminds me of, of one of one of the um, you know that the typical revenue analyst starting out in his career, etc., has. Um, really broadened it and said, look, I'm not going to just do hotel revenue management anymore. What I'm actually got into, he really started doing a lot more work around from the asset side of it and the investor side of it. And actually has now uh, has now moved country, has now got a uh, set up um, a bit of a startup with a couple of other investors, et cetera, and is working, at, and is working on using those skills that he learned from an analyst perspective to try and do those feasibility studies and working on the other side of hospitality mm-hmm. rather than actually in a hotel and developing your uh, skills that way. Great way to transfer those skills and actually, you know, it could be a, a whole new sort of career chain for you. What I, what I think is clear, uh, Klaus, for me is it's even if you go out of the hospitality industry and it's an industry you absolutely love, 
This doesn't mean that it has to be permanent. Use this as a real example to try and broaden your horizons, broaden your thought process around it. If you really don't like the other industries that you're going you're going for, well, that's great. You just learn, mm-hmm. take whatever you learn from them and apply it back to that new role when the hotel industry and when those jobs do start coming back. And they will, and they are already. I'm seeing positions coming back all the time now. Yeah, and then the other angle that I like to look at is all, when, when people come to me um, and ask for any opportunities, um, I always tell them, look at the startup world, um, look at the, 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 the travel tech startups or beyond travel tech, um, because I know of, of, of many companies in, in the UK, in Amsterdam and in the US that are that are hiring and, and they're out there and they're looking at data driven people because a lot of startups miss the data driven, you know, um, yeah. rational decision making side. And they're looking for people to help them chart the way. Right. Um, where do they grow? most effectively and most efficiently. So how do you get, how, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Um, how, how do you get to the top of the pile? You know, and, and that the most, the most, the, 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 I guess the most asked question is, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm dealing with machines, not humans, thanks AI. And uh, how do you break through the clutter and how do you get to the top of the pile or how, how do you actually get to speak to a person? Yeah, it's, and it is it is a challenge, especially in some of those kind of hotel revenue roles, et cetera, that might have a machine that basically for, that takes that takes your role out. Look, I think there's there's a couple of things that I kind of guide men, uh, mentees on. Um, the first one is really be clear on what you want to do. So exactly as you just described, class is if you are an analytics data data driven type person, make sure that that is front and center and clear and can demonstrate your transferability. Right. So there's a real you get a real sense of what kind of expertise that you you have. And it's clear on what the kind of roles that you'd be looking for. Now, if you are looking for different kinds of roles, then you need to adjust that CV depending on the role that you're looking for. And I'm not saying lie on the CV. What I am saying is if there is a you know, great example is if the role if the roles uh, suggest that they want uh, a revenue leader with X years of experience. But there's certain keywords that are coming out in there. Try and make sure that those keywords in the that are that are written that are written in the job description are in are reflected in your CV because a lot of the way that those automated CV um, screening pieces do work is is to screen out those particular words. So that hopefully gets you to the point that you are looked at by a human. But even if you look at by a human, we know that these if it's if it's going to be an HR person who's reviewing hundreds of CVs in a day, you've got, probably got five to ten seconds max to make an impact. So what I really encouraged um, uh, my uh, the mentees to do is to kind of have a great tagline at the top that gets someone's attention because then you've stopped and you've stopped someone mm-hmm. and they're reading that that tagline and get it to stand out. Avoid the you know the usual things that we have. I'm a people person for the hotel industry. You know, get that you know even if you are, that's not going to get you the interview necessarily. What's going to get you the interview is someone interested in it. And then you know the example that I gave about not having Netflix on there. He's now got a job in a real estate analyst office, right? <laughs> watching Netflix, watching Netflix. Yeah. I would say that, it's, you know, I would, I, would, I, would, I would like to say it's because of that great piece of advice, but I'm sure it is also because he did a good interview, right? But what I'm saying is it got him, it, it, there's a potential that there's that interesting CV got him onto the yes pile for an interview. And that's making your CV really stand out with, the, with you know, your skills, firstly, um, and what you've, you know, sort of what your top skills are, and then what you can really have, what you've achieved in each of your roles. 
So, you know, everybody knows that if you've done a revenue manager role, then, you know, you, you're going to be good at the, you know, you have done this analytics, et cetera. Great. Fine. Whatever. But actually, if you took a hotel from X to Y, you take the positioning from Y to Z, you know, these are different. These are great things that you should be talk, calling about because that's what someone's going to want to talk to you about because they want the same thing for themselves and their, their business. So those are the kind of things that we really want to stand out. Your accomplishments should be top front and center on, uh, on, on each of the roles that you've done rather than what you normally do because people know what a revenue manager does or they think they do. So call out those accomplishments. Um, but, you know, I, those are the kind of things that I think are worthwhile making sure we keep on top of mind. And, you know, keeping our CV fluid Hmm. is a good way to make sure that if we do get those roles or do find something that's interesting that's in a hmm. slightly different uh, uh, industry, we're tweaking the CV slightly that that dials up our strengths for that particular role. And I think, yeah. you know, we, we, in revenue management, we all talk about supply and demand, right, and, and listening to you. Right now, we have an oversupply of revenue managers in the hotel industry, but we probably have an undersupply or, or higher demand and supply of, for, for analytical-based people in other industries, right? Yeah. Um, like retail or like, uh, you know, online stores and things like that. So you have to go where the demand is uh, high, right? And, and in the hotel industry right now, demand is not high for revenue management talent. You have to find a place where demand is high, just like we revenue managers play with supply and demand. That That's what's true for our world and our jobs and, and, and our livelihoods right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good. Good, good. So, so, um, so, so, tell me a little bit about this mentor program and GrowthWorks. Um, can you tell tell the, the the listeners a little bit more about how that works? Can can people just sign up, or or how does that work? How do you? I'm a I'm a revenue manager, and I'm I'm looking for a job like so many others. Um, is there a way that that the organization can help, or is that something that is um, fairly limited? It's absolutely free to join. Um, now, I, I'm, I'm hesitating slightly because actually uh, James will kill me if I overstate something, but they're looking at, they're moving the whole revenue, the whole platform that they're managing the program on now to a new platform and they're going to be relaunching it in the, in the next couple of weeks. So, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm really hesitant that I'm going to go, Sure. God, I, Don't get in I, trouble. They can't they can out of the bag and, and sort of, uh, and, and, and sort of uh, steal. You know, these, the millions, the millions of listeners here on this podcast are all going to call up tomorrow and go on the website and crash. Well, look, you can still sign up on the website. So they just <laughs> the access. And we used to run it on Slack, and Slack basically was a great platform, but it didn't necessarily work as well for the for the uh, program. So they they're taking it to another pl platform, but the principle will be the same. What we're trying to do is connect people who have experience with people who are wanting to access those people with experience and also a community that will share, um, share, you know, share experiences, uh, share potential roles that are coming up, share um, sort of any anxieties that we've got. Um, you know, there's an opportunity for us to sort of engage with uh, um, mentors on a one-to-one -one basis. So I've got an example. Uh, I've got a, a call tomorrow with a, a lady in India who's wanting to talk to me about some an idea that she's got. And, can, and you know, can, can I help her sort of just uh, brainstorm some of some other elements of that. Great, happy to do it. I don't know what she wants to talk about necessarily, the specifics, but I'm really happy to help. And there's many of us who are like that. Um, but you know, this is not all to totally altruistic, right? I get so much out of these programs myself. I get, I, I can't, I, one of the groups that I lead in this mentor program, um, we have five or so revenue managers from around the world, you know, and we had a discussion the other day that talked about 
um, revenue management for resorts in a in a small resorts in, in in a certain part of India and how that how that actually was performing quite well. We talked about the rise of jo- uh, of ghost kitchens in Panama City and Central America, where one of the other guys are. We had a great discussion, really broad learning for me and broad learning for the other revenue managers who are on the on the program. So I'd really encourage anybody to sign up. It's um as I said, it's free. Uh, there's a process that you in order to join the platform, you fill out some of your details. And then there will be a new way that you then log on to this new platform. So it used to be log on to Slack and so on. It's now getting onto the new platform and so on. But if you just go onto the GrowthWorks website, it'll say sign. You say sign up, uh, and you'll get the details uh, from there. But real opportunity, and that's for mentors and mentees. If you're a revenue manager, you could probably potentially be both. People would benefit. Younger people who are just starting out in the um, industry would uh, would benefit from a revenue manager's uh, experience, that that hands-on experience. So yeah, that's okay. pretty program. Great. We'll post a link to the uh, to GrowthWorks um, in the in the uh, the podcast uh, on the podcast website or on the podcast release. Uh, I always find you that the European pricing platform quite useful uh, for revenue managers and pricing experts yeah. in in Europe, um, which is an association for pricing pricing revenue growth uh, revenue management professional uh, across industries. Um, I know. Um, uh, the, the, there's an organization in London that I've been spoke that I've been speaking at in the past. Uh, the tongue slips slips my it slipped my tongue right now, but um, can, it'll come back. You, you can put it in the uh, you can put that link in there too. We'll, we'll put it the link in there. So we'll put some resources there. Um, I think um, I think it's great. It's absolutely great what you're doing together with GrowthWorks. I think there's more support. Lots of people are looking for support. I know I get many emails and many people are reaching out to me on LinkedIn. You know, I, I need a job. Do you have something? Where can I find something? I've seen this posting. Can you help me? I think it's great that you've kind of put some structure around it and some process around it. Um, as we're getting hopefully through this uh, very, very difficult for many people, I think it's it's really important to get the mental support as well. And I've talked about that in the past, right? Um, um, just to hear that somebody is there to support them and help them and guide them, which many people need as they feel that they're, they're alone. Um, we're not alone. We're all together in one big uh, revenue management team. Right. That's the, that's, that's, the thing. Thing. that's the thing that's we're trying to get out of this. And this is not just a revenue management uh, um, um, program. It's a wider program. That's kind of one of the things that I lead on there, the commercial. Mm-hmm. aspect of it. But the reality is, it, yes, we're not alone. The, you know, if you're feeling anxious, there are many hundreds of people who are also feeling anxious. Sharing that can then get you to kind of thinking about more positive ways that you can channel that that energy into something that uh, that works for you. Right. And uh, and gets you into that next role. So, yeah, um, well, so, yeah, it's a good program. I love it. Yeah, I'm sure you do. It sounds like it. Well, thanks for sharing, Patrick. I really appreciate your time. And, and, and thanks for all you do for the industry and you've done for, for many, many years. So uh, it's great to see that coming um, coming all together, especially in these difficult times. I really appreciate it. No worries. Thanks, Lars. Really appreciate Thank it. You. Thanks, thanks for the opportunity. Of course. Thank you very much for listening. And I hope you found this episode valuable for your own business circumstances. Check out the show notes, link to the episode, help more people in the industry find this podcast by sharing and rating. And don't forget to subscribe to the series wherever you listen to it.